Did you know that one in eight children suffer from an anxiety disorder? Hi, I'm Sani Duki, and welcome once again to another episode in the Mental Health and Christian Parenting Podcast. And today, we're talking about anxiety, specifically what to do when your child has an anxiety. Welcome back. The first thing we need to establish is anxiety is a normal occurrence in our daily life. And yes, it helps us to keep safe by being aware of and to also anticipate danger or unhealthy elements around us. We use anxiety to help us to survive, to anticipate when something is not safe and to use it to propel our body and our minds to go towards safety. Now, this is what anxiety looks like when it is not so normal anymore. This is when it has crossed the line and it can affect one's function. This is where we have persistent and irrational and overwhelming worry about something. So for a child, you will hear them constantly asking you questions about a specific situation over and over, even if you have spent the time to explain to them in thoroughness about that situation. It could be uh, them asking you about going to school the next day, or it could be asking them, asking you about somewhere you have to go or a new activity that they're gonna participate in. They keep asking you, when is it gonna happen again? How long is it going to be? Who is going to be there? What am I gonna be doing? What am I expected to do? Is it going to be fun? Like they're asking all these questions. Another thing too, is that anxiety affects us um, in a way it causes us to be fearful. So for a child, you're gonna see this coming out by them being almost defined. They're supposed to do something and they will yell at you and look in the face and they will tell you, no, I am absolutely not doing that. I am not doing that. And nothing you do can make me. And sometimes we see that as them being disrespectful or just plain disobedient. But really, it could be that the child is feeling anxious about it and their defense mechanism kicks in. Their defense mechanism at that point could be the fight, the fight mode. They go into fight mode. Now, this is something we want to look out for because, as I mentioned before, anxiety does occur um, in our lives on a daily. You know, it, it's a normal occurrence. However, when it starts to affect normal daily functioning, and it interferes with activities, say going to school or being a part of um, extracurricular activities or socializing, um, then we know that anxiety is an issue. Anxiety impacts the child from a brain level. And this is something that we definitely need to be aware of because this child Imagine they're anxious about going to school or anxious about something related to school and their mind is not as focused in class. You know, let me know if you've ever heard this before. 
they're not focused. The teacher might say, I don't know what's wrong. Um, he or she's not focusing. They're looking all around the place. And then when I ask a question, they can't answer. Or they're not doing their work because they're saying they don't understand it. So it affects your child from a brain level. And one way of doing so is they lack focus. It also impacts their memory, their ability to organize their self and the daily task around them. And most importantly, it affects their problem solving. So if they're having struggles with someone, they're going to be reactive. They're going to punch, kick, whatever it is that they're doing because they're in that survival mode. And for us, we usually see that as aggression or um, the child's just being pure rude. But these are the times we need to ask, is my child experiencing something else that is affecting them on a brain or a body level? Anxiety also impacts your child on an emotional level too. They're more irritable, more snappy, uh, it's harder for them to, to fall asleep maybe, so sleeplessness, um, they're feeling on edge or they always seem hyperactive, just moving around um, and you're saying, calm down, what's going on, sit one place, you know, it could cause them to be a little bit jittery or on edge. And you may even have some children complain about aches and pains. Yes, uh, the most common areas are aches and pains, are headaches and stomach aches for some reason. And I have had a lot of children come into my office. The parents have brought them to the physician. Um, they've run tests on them because they have this stomach pain. And with all these medical tests, they really can't find anything. And this is when the doctors say, well, I think it is anxiety. So these are the things that we want to look out for. And as I've alluded to, there are also behavioral um, symptoms that will show itself when a child is struggling with anxiety. And this includes defiance, as I've mentioned before. This is where the child downright says, I am not doing something or no, I am not doing this or I don't want to do this. Or they may not necessarily be as respectful to new people when they see them. They may either smirk or say mean things, run away. And it looks rude, doesn't it? But really, it's the anxiety that they're feeling. They're in their fight mode. And so that's their way of showing their anxiety. Um, some children, they don't go into fight mode or aggressive mode. They actually do the opposite, which is they have frequent meltdowns and frequent tantrums. So this is where the child is very emotional and anything that happens, it could be the least thing, they start to react. They start to cry. They start to go on as if it's the end of the world. And parents are confused. We're wondering, what's what's going on here? Um, you know, I remember um, bringing my, my son to the superstore, to the, the, the market, supermarket. And he was having a hard day. And 
there's lots of sound around. There was a bell ringing over there. There's cashiers tingling here and there. And what I eventually realized is that my son, at the time, he wasn't a people person. He liked to warm up the things. He liked to warm up the environment before he actually feels free and relaxed. But at this store, I just brought him in just like that. So immediately he was flooded, everything was busy. And so he started to cry. He actually started to act very disorganized. He wanted me to lift him and then he wanted me to put him down. He wanted to go in the cart and then he wanted to get out. And for me, that was very confusing. And he was having a meltdown in the store and everybody was just looking at him and looking at us. And it was so bad to the point where another parent or a lady from somewhere came out and said to me, Oh, I just want to let you know that I feel you. I know what you're going through and you're doing a good job. And I could tell like she really felt sorry for me. And for me, I was confused. And I was a little bit hard on myself too because you know I was saying, hey, come on, you're an expert in child development, child emotional health. You know, what's going on here? You got to figure this out. That was just my anxiety speaking to and putting unrealistic demands on myself. Have you ever felt that way before as a parent? You know, feeling like we need to have this under control. This is your child. You know your child. You need to fix it. So that's what I was experiencing. But gradually I realized that my, my son was actually, he was new to the environment. And another factor too, he was hungry and tired, which I will be talking about Um in other episodes and how those are related to anxiety and just generally emotional dysregulation. But the thing with anxiety is that if you find that it's affecting your daily life, um, the child's daily functioning, and if it's not treated, then it may eventually start to impact your child academically. Um, As I mentioned before, it's hard for them to learn. It's harder for them to learn because they're in an anxiety state. And it may also impact their social life, results in them adapting to unhealthy behavior. So the child's known as the aggressive child or the one who hits or, you know, things like that. But let's go a little bit further. What causes anxiety? What is it that causes anxiety? So there are various factors which could possibly cause anxiety. Number one, it could be environmental. What is going on in the child's environment? Um, What are they exposed to that is a little bit chaotic or overstimulating or stressful for them? What is the interaction of the child with people around them? It could be the primary individuals they always have around them that's influencing their daily life. Is it calm? nurturing, uh, loving environment, or does it have chaos and stress at times, most of the times, right? Or are they in a a classroom environment? You know, we've got to look at that too. Are they in a school environment where they don't feel safe or it's chaotic for them? Because when their stress level goes up, they're going to go into anxiety state. It doesn't matter what that stressful thing is. It could be good stress or bad stress. It still is going to be elevating their anxiety level. So we have to think about what's going on in my child's environment. Also, 
it could be biological as well. So, you know, this is where we we um, we find that the child may be not sleeping well, so they're tired, they're not eating well, they're overstimulated or they're understimulated, so their body is not regulated. And when they're not regulated, then this predisposes them to feeling anxiety. Um, also, environmental and biological, and the question is always asked, does my child get anxiety from me? To an extent, it can be genetic, yes. But I always say to parents that this is something that can change um, when we look at the child's environment and also helping the child with coping skills. And also when the parent practices these things as well. So all hope is not lost because we know we can't control everything that happens in our life and things happen, life happens, right? But we can always... Uh, we can work on undoing these things. We can work on healing these things. And um, there, there are things that, you know, I, my husband, he wrote a book called Neuroplasticity, which is the healing benefits of biblical meditation on psychological disorders. And he talks about how we can use scripture and the Bible and prayer and worship to actually heal us from anxiety and depression. And I'm going to be sharing some verses with you at the end of this, which actually will be beneficial in introducing to your child as you're helping them with their anxiety. So can anxiety disorder be treated? Yes, absolutely. It is not something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. I know um, there are many people who do experience anxiety for a very, very long time. But at the same time, there are others as well who have gone through the work in therapy or um, through the use of um, medication, lifestyle changes, environmental changes, dynamic changes, could be family dynamic or um, just social, whatever it is that around that's around them. They go through those changes and they they feel better. They don't struggle with anxiety anymore. And like for myself, I help a lot of children learn coping skills that they themselves can actually utilize. And I teach these skills to parents. So when the parent notices that the child is having these struggles, then the parent will know exactly what to do to support their children. So this is the part that I want you to take note of because as I mentioned before, that um, there, there, there are a few things that we can actually do as parents to help. And that's actually what I'm going to be talking about right now. How can you, as a parent, support your child who struggles with anxiety? Now, the first things first is to recognize how far, how much uh, support your child may need in the situation. Sometimes you alone cannot do it. You need extra support. There are people out there like myself who... We spend our life work studying and supporting other children and youth and parents in situations like these. We know exactly what to do to help you and to, to reduce so much stress for you. So seek support, seek professional support, speak to someone who knows about these things. 
and who can help your children with these things. Talk to, you know, join a support group, talk to other parents, find out what have worked for them. Even though I recommend seeking a professional because you don't want your child to continue to struggle with anxiety for a, um, a long time when there are things that we can do at the initial stage to support them. The second thing that you wanna do is ensure that there are no unnecessarily environmental triggers in the child's life. I'm saying unnecessary because there are some things that you cannot avoid and you don't want to um, bubble wrap your child away from some things like school tests and all that stuff, new activities. Yeah, they need to go do those things. But then there are other triggers that we can definitely either advocate for them or help to remove those things out of their life. It could be, you know, what is stressful at school? Um, is there is the environment conducive to them in helping them to learn or is it triggering for them? Is there bullying going on? Are they being bullied? You know, things like those you wanna you wanna find out. Also, you know, what's going on in the family unit or in their direct um, environment? What is happening? Are there disputes going on, chaos, inconsistency, just overall stress that the child has to be handling? Those are the things that if you find it's happening, you want to get support for those things. Seek help and try to make a difference. Nip this anxiety in the bud. We don't want the child to grow with it. And then they have children and then, you know, the cycle continues. Um, the third thing to consider is to spend time talking about what your child is struggling. Uh, we have the tendency to avoid talking about anxiety-inducing situations or uh, we're afraid that we will trigger the child's anxiety just by talking or having a conversation about it. But actually, we're doing the opposite. When we approach our child from a very genuine and very loving and nurturing perspective and talk about what they're struggling with, we find that the child feels validated and affirmed. And when they feel that way, we find that the feel-good hormones serotonin and all that stuff start to rush into your child's brain and their body and we find that they actually calm down and it strengthens their resilience because they feel supported and they feel more secure talking about it and they actually develop a sense of awareness about their experience how it's affecting them uh, in their life in their body and they will be able to name it and talk about these things. So that's the third thing. Spend time to talk about what your child is struggling with. The fourth thing is help them to name their worries and counteract those worries with positive and reassuring thoughts. You know, I've always told my clients that, you know, when you have a negative thought, it affects your feelings. And because your feelings are affected, it's gonna to lead to the behavior that you have. So you wanna to go to the thoughts and actually counteract those thoughts with those that are positive. And I say to my clients, give it a double dose, double dose of positivity. 
So if they're having one negative, double dose of positivity. Help your child to make reassuring or positive cards, something that they can bring around with them. And help them to get scripture that is from um, that is that is talking about how the Lord is with them. Tell them stories of how the Lord is with them and help them to use those to encourage themselves when they're experiencing worry or fear. And so there is a list here that I really quickly want to read to you. Verses that you can actually use right now with your children. You can introduce these to them. And if you'd like my uh, little booklet or sheet, cheat sheet, um, with the list of verses to share with your child when they're anxious, you can email us. So the first one is um, the angel of the Lord encamps around them that fear him and he delivers them. Be very visual about this. In my husband's book, he talks about visualizing, being mindful and visualizing what the scripture is saying to you. I'm a visual person. So when I read this verse, I'm picturing angels making a circle around me. And whatever negative or bad things that want to attack me, I picture these angels with flaming swords just protecting and defending me. So be very visual with your child as you go through these, through these verses. And what would really help is also have them draw these pictures. You know, when they draw what the angel looks like and them in the middle and so forth, it helps to solidify the reassurance they feel in God. There's another verse that says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you with my victorious hand. And this is where I picture massive, <laughs> gentle hands just holding me. I'm curled up in this hand. And it's holding me up because I cannot manage. Manage. And so this is the same thing you want to do with your children. You want to read these verses with them. Have them describe it, what it means to them. Have them draw it and put it up on their wall or put it in their books that they have to take to school or put them in small cards so they could take it around with them wherever they're going. The other verse that I want to share with you is, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56 verse 3. Another one is be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue. These are very visual verses. So have your child, children, children are very visual. And when they can draw these, it makes an even deeper imprint on their life. And the moment as you read these to them, it actually helps to, to calm their stress center or their emotional center that is stressed. It literally does that. Science research shows that when an individual prays or recites scripture, their amygdala, which is um, it, the, the, the aspect of their brain that really gets activated when they're feeling fear, it starts to calm down. That's the power of scripture. And you can do that with your children. The fifth step is 
to teach your children calming skills. They can they can practice to to these skills to break their stress. And the the simplest thing you want to do is you you can ask your children to practice some deep breathing because when you deep breathe you're relaxing which is the opposite of tension and anxiety is tension in your body right so when you breathe you're actually literally releasing the muscles that are tense and once they do that they start to feel calmer and more relaxed tap into what your child loves to do uh, it could include um singing could be dancing around um running around jumping on the trampoline playing with a pet which is very grounding could be going for a walk it could be just getting a good session of hugs those things help to regulate your child and helps them to be calmer and the last thing but not the least is that Encourage your child and with your child, you pray with them. Spend time to pray with your child and also pray for them. Let them hear you praying for them. Say those words of positivity and affirm the scripture from God. Let them hear you say it. They are listening to your conversation with God and they're impacted by it. So those are the six things that I wanted to share with you on what you can do to support your child. First of all, get professional help. Secondly, ensure that there are no unnecessary environmental triggers in your child's life. If they are not necessarily necessary, they don't need to be there. Third, spend time to talk about what is anxiety inducing. And as they talk about it, the fourth step is to help them to name their worries and counteract those worries with positive and reassuring thoughts. Fifth is to teach your child calming skills, things that makes them happy. Whenever they do, they just feel happy. Those are the things you want to encourage them to do. And the sixth and last, not the least thing, is to spend time to pray with your child and for your child. Well, I really hope that today's episode was very helpful for you. If it was, let me know. And guys, please join us in our Facebook group, um, Empowering Christian Families, to continue this conversation. This is where you get to see myself and my husband as we talk to other other like-minded parents like you. We talk about... um, Uh, things that parents need support with in enhancing their parenting skills and leading their child in God's way. We also talk about other things that impacts the family circle, which is marital issues. So go into Facebook and type in Empowering Christian Families. Join us in the conversation there and message me and let me know you want this list of verses that your child can use when they're struggling with an anxiety and be sure to also follow us on instagram cs dookie just type in cs dookie and that's us there and also on mondays join us on our facebook page or on youtube dookies institute 
where we go live and we talk about issues related to families and how we can support each other and strengthen our family unit as we live here in a healthy way temporarily but also for eternity all right so that's it for today please let me pray for you dear god and our father just want to thank you so much that even though we go through these things in life you're always there through your word to encourage us and to reassure us that we are there for you you are there for us rather and for that we just want to thank you we just want to praise you and we ask that you will be with our little children because there's so much things around now that is causing them anxiety and i pray that you give every parent here that is listening the wisdom to know what is going on to have the spirit of discernment so they can discern when their child is struggling and to have the wisdom to know how to respond in the best way possible we thank you and we praise you for being with these children keep them safe from all harm and danger in your son's holy and precious name we pray amen until next time I hope you had a wonderful uh, week and you take care. God bless.